there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy, which means it is another week of Nebraska preps post game, and I get to act on my odd affinity and appreciation for Jacob Padilla, who is back. Is it really that odd? I hope not. (laughs) You're like, God, this guy is so weird. Why does he like talking to me? (laughs) I don't know. I just like people that are good at their job. Uh, I I think that's kind of the simplest answer, and it lets me off the hook for being kind of a weird guy. (laughs) uh, We get another week, man. How you been besides, again, stop me if I said this before, burning it at both ends. A lot of press conferences. Volleyball is huge. Football is making news, and you're still trying to do the high school thing. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> a very busy time of the year. Um, Going to have to miss out on the first couple of days of the uh, high school basketball season because volleyball is going on, but hopefully catch some catch something on Saturday. And uh, I'm sad about that. Yeah. Well, who am I going to talk to? <laughs> I do like to split up, though, so that's okay. Yeah. Although I did see you at – the Scott Westside scrimmage, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're supposed to be diversifying. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured uh, the Jamboree's a good day to knock out like half my team. Went and saw Elkhorn South play uh, their exhibition against Pius earlier, and then and went from there to uh, Westside for them against Scott, and I got kids on both sides. So. Yeah, so let's start there just because you were there, and we'll get to like preseason rankings and kind of what we think at the end, but let's start with Pius and Elkhorn South. Two teams that people, I guess what I would say, wonder out loud about. Yeah, um, I think uh, both uh, teams are g- going to kind of be in that mix. Um, Pius, Pius is, well, I guess both are replacing a lot. Um, but Elkhorn South, they've got uh, kind of, they're going to have the, the five out look. They don't have, they don't really have a post player um, that's uh, with any kind of experience. It's going to be. Uh, five guys between six foot and six three, and they're just going to switch everything. They're going to play five out, drive, kick, uh, look for some open shots, uh, and that's how they're going to play. Um, with with uh, Alec Noonan, leading scorer coming back, uh, we, we talked about him, the kind of summer he had. 
Um, you've got Evan Warner coming back off. He uh, He's kind of getting back in the flow, but he had some surgery uh, at the end of our season, but got cleared just in time for, for practices to start. Um, so, so that's a team that uh, I think they'll be they'll be scrappy um, again. They're gonna, they're going to have to really work uh, against teams with some real size, but uh, they got some tough kids inside as well. And then Pius, they brought back one starter in Jackson Kessler and uh, Trayson Anderson. We talked about him during the summer and kind of the breakout that he had. Um, he, he's the other kind of uh, cornerstone of that lineup. And then I think they're kind of figuring things out from there. Um, everybody else coming back is uh, uh, kind of a newcomer um, to, the, to the varsity rotation, at least. Um, they've got some interesting pieces. they got some young guys. I know they had a couple guys that, were, uh, that weren't suited up uh, on Saturday, so we'll see what they look like once they're at full strength. Um, but that's another team that, like, they'll have a chance. N- new coach, both these teams, new coaches with uh, J.J. Zumbrennan at Elkhorn South and Adam Brill at Pius, both. Uh, well, they got, young, they got young uh, in yeah. a hurry, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty competitive scrimmage uh, on Saturday. They, the starters only played one half, um, and then they gave the, the younger guys a chance to play the second half. So, Using a exhibition how it should be, which this is the first time, and maybe I missed it the last two years watching these jamborees. I didn't know the score, the score started over, but you know me pretty well. How long do you think it took me to figure out at the Scott Westside game while well, it said 0-0 zero, zero after half. <laughs> Were you just laughing at me? You're like, uh, DB's up there. He's probably like, hey, what happened to the 16-point lead that Westside had going in at half or whatever? I just was like, hey, why does it say 0-0? Zero, zero? Well, it's an exhibition. And like Rocky and Drago, this time we weren't supposed to be keeping score. Yeah, and uh, and I check with that after going to the the Elkhorn South game. I check with the coaches. All right, so what do you guys have planned for? for so I I was prepared for it. Um, I know they wanted to kind of reset things, go go more zone, get the younger guys a chance to play in that third quarter. Use then, it what it's designed yeah. for in the off season, right? As the week kicks or tips off this week, and then fourth quarter they wanted to even up the score um, to kind of play some situational ball and make sure make you have to execute uh, in a in a tight game in the fourth quarter. So what did you make of I uh, obviously having insight to both teams was pleasantly surprised cheering for the home team because I felt like especially without some key guys having had a lot of time, mostly both Caleb's. Yeah that I was a little concerned about Westside's depth, and I know that Scott will be a force. They will be the team in Class B along with Springfield or Platteview, and we'll get to that in a second. But I was pleasantly surprised with Westside's depth and how aggressive they were on the defensive end and limiting a, a couple of fantastic players in, in Farron and Jake Brack, who, in my opinion, doesn't get enough touches. Yeah. I don't know if Saturday is – is foreshadowing, but if that's me, that offense runs through Jake, and I know how dynamic JJ Farron is. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. And right, are we I, in agreement? Yeah. There? Okay. I, yeah, I think J- Jake uh, took over for some stretches there. Um, there are times quiet. he looks unguardable without fouling him. Yeah. Uh, he's six eight, uh, strong, physical. He and goes oh, hard. And, and last summer, I think he started to assert. His level of physicality as well. Do you need some more volume? Other way. There we go. <laughs> Am I loud? <laughs> well, I'm right next to you, Jacob. Yeah. Um, He's starting. He, I watched him the second half of last summer, and he really started to assert himself. And I'm like, uh-oh, for the rest of Class B. 
Uh, totally agree. Um, and that's, I mean, that's where you start with Scott. I mean, they've got good rotation players all around, but uh, Brack is, like, you look at, I think we'll get to Class A, Bellevue West. Uh, Josiah Dotzer is the difference. He's the only high major uh, commit currently uh, in the state right now. Um, and you have um, Brack in, in Class B, uh, Division One player there. So that kind of uh, right there sets, separates you a little bit from kind of the rest of the pack mm-hmm. uh, if you take advantage of that, that skill set. So when you're looking at what how the game unfolded, and I like Archer. I mean, he comes from fantastic stuff, stock. I know he's competitive, good toughness. Um, they've got a lot of options. I think we both like Shoal, right? We talked about him, and there's this thing, older brother, younger brother. But with Mitch, it was just like he started to really come around at the, t- at the second half of last summer and showed some flashes of wanting to evolve in terms of being that guy. I I've, I've, I liked his level of aggressiveness, especially being a young guy. Yeah, and Mitch obviously sidelined right now, unfortunately, dealing with a knee injury. Hopefully, sure. hopefully he can get healthy. Um, Brock Scholl is, is the one that took advantage of that. His younger brother, um, just a sophomore, played yeah. uh, a lot a lot of varsity minutes in, uh, in June and fall league. And uh, we'll see kind of what his role looks like in that team. But as he kind of adjusts to varsity uh, level of play, he's, he's a versatile kid. He can, he can do a lot of things for them. Uh, long, uh, can put it on the deck or shoot from the perimeter as well as catch and finish inside. So uh, I think he's a really good fit for what they're going to do and is going to end up being a pretty good, uh, really good player for them down the line. So with Westside, obviously, we know about Kevin Stubblefield, Caleb Benning, Caleb Mitchell, Tate Advati. That's a heck of a four. Uh, as good as m- anybody else will have. Uh, but depth is going to be an issue. Who's that that fifth, sixth, seventh guy in the rotation? Boy, they appear, at least early on, to have some options there going forward. Yeah, on Saturday, um, Kevin Brown, who uh, obviously I'm a little biased there, coaching this summer. I like that, though, because he needs a good advocate, and you know him as well as almost anybody. And he's quietly a, a guy that's, made a lot of progress yeah, he had he had a really good day on saturday and i think like he plays with confidence he has a chance to really help you guys add a little bit more size in the middle so um now you've got uh kevin subblefield on the uh, at the four as opposed to playing as an undersized five you, you've got brown there at six four six five next to subblefield six three i think you guys list him at six four yeah <laughs> it's the but, it's the it's the haircut yeah it's the haircut um so, and then uh, Maddox Anderson and Malik Crawford both um, played well on Saturday as well. Um, Anderson had a couple really nice plays, knocked down some shots, and had a really nice pass at the end of the half. To I s- liked to the set little up. leave. That yeah, was nice. Tate Advati, and we know Advati picked up where he left off, 24 points, knocking down some tough shots. Um, he, he's going to have a really good season at the high school level, if scoring the ball. Playing with the two guards he's playing with, yeah. if he lets the game come to him, he will be as efficient a scorer as there will be in the Metro, in my opinion, because he will get some good looks. And I think that, that'll be uh, how good they are, how, uh, how quickly they, they reach their ceiling will depend on kind of how the guards settle in. Obviously, see, uh, it looked like C.J. Mitchell was working on some rust. Uh, he yeah. hasn't played hasn't competitive healthy. basketball since uh, back Almost in the spring. Almost six months. Yeah. Uh, and then Caleb Benning wasn't suited up at all coming off uh, football. Um, 
I, I know he was hoping to get ramped up here, try to get ready to yeah. go for the season. Um, so those those are your two guards, your leading playmakers, and um, probably going to take some time to get readjusted the lineup and figure things out. But once those guys get rolling, then Westside's got a chance to be as good as anybody. Hey, let's hop over to another interesting one because I felt like it was a great matchup on paper because I wanted to see how one compared to another Class B power in Scott Gretna and – Platteview, Platteview yeah. with an early season till as nine a.m. Saturday morning. <laughs> How about that? Getting getting it out of the way. Coach Brodsky, Coach Feekin, two of the great guys in high school hoops. And S- saw and Coach Feekin and Coach King over at Elkhorn uh, South. So <laughs> I'm guessing they this schedule that up so they can get some scouting in. <laughs> and not to our surprise, so much with. Platteview because we do think that that's the next best team behind Scott. But, man, highly competitive and taking it to Gretna, who has only lost one returner, and you like him on paper. But, man, Platteview had some answers. Yeah, and uh, I I mentioned Jake Brack as kind of a difference maker in Class B. Connor Milken would be the other (laughs) one right there. Correct. Single-handedly – makes Platteview a contender, and then you put the, the rotation players around him. Alex Draper coming back, really good shooter. The other um, half of the law firm, Milliken yeah. and Draper. And Trey Moseman uh, transferring over there. Um, Ezra Stewart is their other returning starter with Milliken and Draper. Uh, and then Ryman Zebert is uh, yeah. he's an intriguing uh, young piece in that front court. And six four, six five, adding, good size. adding some length, athleticism, really good size um, to, to bounce bounce out that guard heavy lineup. So um, that's kind of the I'm assuming that's going to be their starting five, or that's kind of the main group that uh, Plaffy is looking at. Uh, it's it's a pretty pretty solid group there. Yeah, and you know, in Gretna's defense, Alex Wilcoxon coming literally fresh off the football field, playing in the state championship. He was their starting corner. Their backup quarterback, they're all everything guy, uh, kind of still trying to get acclimated into basketball shape. And, y- you know, I think arguably one of the most improved guys. I'm not going to throw out a comp in terms of literal, but Roselle shows a little bit of William Kyle the third in him in terms of being a rim runner defensive guy. Now we'll see. Because William Kyle the third was arguably the most underappreciated player in the state last year, and, as he's off to a very uh, good yeah. start at SDSU. Day one starter and putting up double digits. <laughs> more so I, not. I'm not going there, but, but the I, body I the type and style yeah. remind me of one another. And late bloomer type, like you said, um, Roselle provides some really important rim, rim, yeah, rim protection for them. Um, really long, good good shot blocker, good rebounder on both ends uh, of the floor. And he's an improved offensive player. I think his his, uh, his feel for the game is improving as uh, he plays more and gets more opportunity. Can step out and shoot it a little bit. Um, can finish inside as well. So he he's a guy that is going to be really important for them. Especially I don't I don't think they've got a ton of size outside of him. With what they lost last year um, for for some, uh, um, the guys that moved on or guys that aren't aren't playing this year um, that are still there. Um, so it, he's going to be really important, um, and they're going to need kind of a breakout year from Joey Veith as well. It's another football guy coming off um, who ha- had a good summer playing for OSA, uh, can really yeah, shoot the ball re- and can a, rebound. Had a really good summer. I it, felt like that, that six, I call them, <laughs> you know, the OSA six. I mean, they played without such deep numbers almost all 
summer last year. You and I happened to be in the same gym a lot watching that basketball team play. God, they played hard for not having huge numbers. Yep. And so Gretna, they've got – I mean, you look at that starting five, uh, Landon Pekorski, Alex Wilcox, and Alec Wilkins, Joey Veith, and uh, Jeffrey Rosell, or some combination that's kind of the, the main five. They've got some other guys, Isaiah Curry, Ty Smolinski played for them last year. Um, Surprised to see Mosman such a, do go, a good job on Pekorski. I, the next evolution in Landon Pekorski's game is going to be – better off the bounce and that is kind of the the question for them if they want to jump into that championship um level is who is going to be able to make plays put pressure on the rim we know Pekorski and Wilcoxon are both really good shooters uh Pekorski he's got the 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 tough in-between game but when you rely so heavily on that those are tough shots and the percentages just aren't great you need someone that can get all the way to the rim and um he is the point guard for that team um, I think we, we saw that both Wilcox and Ann Wilkins um, kind of had breakout summers. They, they both played really well uh, in their roles for their respective teams. Wilcox and obviously earned the, the move up to ETG and uh, continued to shoot the ball well. And Wilkins uh, had multiple 20-point outings for, um, for that OSA gold team. And he's a guy that can like, – He's he's t- he's a tough guard with his ability I, to get downhill. I, I gush over Wilcoxon a little bit just because I got a chance to see him up close. Uh, I like him as a as a young man, and he's highly highly competitive. And the other thing is his teammates like him, and and I think I don't know, man. I've done this long enough to know ultimately that's important. Yeah. So Gretna, um, we'll see. They got some things for you. again this early in the season. A lot of kids coming off football season, trying to reintegrate themselves. Um, we'll see what they look like here in a couple weeks into the season. Um, that holiday tournament should be fun. Uh, but I think Class A starts with Bellevue West. With absolutely Josiah Dozer coming back and the level that he's playing at right now, and then they've got a really well-rounded, complementary uh, team around him. You've got a couple of bigs there and Robbie Garcia and Jacob Arope that are skilled, versatile players. You can play them together. You can split them up. So you always have size on the, on the court. It'll be interesting to see kind of how uh, Coach Woodard manages that, that rotation. Um, you got uh, Jackson Stuvey, Jane Jackson uh, coming back. Eldon Turner as, as another ball-handling option another guy, in the backcourt. Another guy I like a ton. Um, so you, you can play multiple, multiple kind of dynamic ball handlers together. Um, they've got Steven Polachek as an, a shooting option off the bench. Jaden Bullion, tra- Bullion transferred over there uh, as kind of a, a, a glue guy, physical. Gives um, them some toughness, too, yeah. in the so, post. So it's, it's a really well-rounded team. They, they've got shooting. Uh, they've got length. They've got size. Uh, and they've got the best player in the state. When you're talking about their depth, is that the difference for you? Yeah. Or, or is it about because – Nobody else has a Dozer. Well, and I, I think, yeah, I think it's mostly Dozer and then, like I said, how the pieces fit around him. I, I don't know that – we'll have to see because they, they're working in a lot of new rotation players. We'll have to see kind of what that depth looks like. Um, I know that they had uh, some kids not playing that, that probably could have, that would have been on the varsity roster. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, I think, takes a uh, – their, their depth takes a hit there. So, um, But that also creates opportunity for, for other guys to, to see if they can kind of – crack that rotation and help them this season so kind of wait and see how deep they are but I mean you go six seven eight um for sure they're as good as anybody we uh we Omaha West Side opens with Lincoln Southeast which which will be a a, an interesting game uh tomorrow especially we'll see what happens in in the backcourt with 
with what Benning does in terms of playing. But when you look at Lincoln, is it southwest and southeast for you? I, I think those are the two. And I think that's where you start um, with the amount of returning talent they have back for both teams and the, the kind of how well-rounded they are in terms of they've got length, positional size. Um, Southwest doesn't, uh, I mean, they don't have a ton of like post size, uh, but they've got so much length um, and they, they can throw out some kind of ridiculously long lineups out there that if they kind of buy into defense and, and playing together, they, they can be disruptive, get out. I know they want to play in transition, so that, that, that uh, lends itself well to, to playing that way with that kind of length if you can get in passing lanes. Uh, without too much gambling. That, that's going to be the key there is staying disciplined but taking your shots and being disruptive. In Southeast, um, a lot of those guys played last year uh, as underclassmen. They, they, they were able to yes, gain that experience, did. take their lumps, and now is kind of the year for them to take that step forward with, uh, with Wade Voss as a senior, um, had committed to Wayne State, um, r- really good post player. Um, he, he's going to be – uh, he, he should have a really great season if he gets the touches that he needs to. And then they've got dynamic guards around him, and Taymor and B.J. Bradford and Marty Shoemaker. Um, Jake Hilkman transferring there from Lincoln uh, North Star, I think, really kind of rounds out that lineup. Yeah, kind of the garbage him, man, right? Yeah, he does yeah, a lot of the little things. Yeah, kind of can play three, can play the four, um, depending on the lineups they want, want to use. Uh, Bangot Dak is versatile, had, took a big step forward th- this past summer. Um, long and can shoot, so you can throw out a six-nine guy that can play, that can handle the ball a little bit, play at the four, the five, whatever you need him to do. Uh, and then they've got some sides too; they've got some depth in the front court. So um, th- that's a team that uh, I-, I think, if again, if they they play together, they play good basketball, they share the ball, they commit to defense, they have a chance to be as good as anybody in Lincoln and have a chance to kind of be in that that, that top five to seven range all season. Uh, is do you, do you do you have like a a team? Uh, they're the usual suspects, right? There's there's prep. Wondering what's going to happen with transitioning to some younger guards. They'll have to replace Jungers, who I think uh, is much better <laughs> than I think people felt like when he left the program. He yeah, asked Coach Crutchfield and those guys. They feel like they really have one in Jungers. Who's kind of the next crop that you're looking at that you're thinking, oh, this could be interesting? Nobody really has Central's length. But they're going to have to find good guard play and some consistency in scoring. What's what's left for you in the Metro? Yeah, Korean prep is certainly interesting. First time uh, in a long stretch here, they won't have kind of that, that D1 player to build around. Um, they've had jungers, a call a rope. Um, they've been on a good roll recently. Um, and th- those guys are gone now. They've, they've got a, a lot of guys that, that played uh, for them last year because – of the injuries, how hurt they were last year. That, that hurt them last year, but I think it benefits them this year where guys got some experience. They, they've got some size w- with the Clawson brothers um, and, and a few other guys there. It'll be interesting to see kind of who cracks that rotation for them because they've got some depth there. Um, they've got Marquise Tolliver coming back off the injury, missing last season, missing the summer. Uh, P.J. Newbel, um, and Just really uh, started to come into his own, didn't he? Really good athlete, and I think balances out. Joey Rachel as a shooter pretty well. Uh, Newbell's ability to get to the rim. Um, and Dylan Clawson is a guy that we talked about in the summer that I thought really made a big leap and has, has some really nice potential. Um, so I think you just kind of ch- throw them into that mix because Josh Lukey is always going to be in that mix. It'll be interesting to see kind of where they settle in and what their ceiling is, again, without that kind of one, one guy to build around. But their depth, um, you know they're going to play that, that prep style. 
Um, so I think they're they're going to be in the in the mix as well. Well, they've got a good three-headed monster. Their critics will poke at the schedule, saying that they got a very favorable draw. But I kind of liked the young nucleus at Omaha North. I think they're they're going to be a thorn in the sides of of teams that they play. They've got Perkins and Strong, and of course Thomas Brothers. We know about we know about. Ron Thomas and 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 company. So, uh, do you do you like for North to be able to make some noise, independent? Because I listen. I'm not one of those guys that holds schedules against people. I I think Coach Lichty and that staff have kind of paid a price, and toiled a little bit. I, is this a breakout year for Omaha North? This, I mean, I think this year is what they've been building to um, with that. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of athleticism, good guard play there. Uh, Teandre Perkins coming back as a senior, um, Minor Strong and Dale Ron Thomas as juniors, um, I think ready to, uh, Dale Ron's played since he was a freshman. Ron Dale, I think, or Dale Ron, or geez, uh, Minor, uh, Dale Ron, uh, Ron Dale Thomas also a senior uh, shooter for Br- them. Brothers. Dale Ron's brother. Yeah. Uh, but Minor Strong, I think, uh, is ready to um, kind of step, take a step forward. Obviously, Mason w- was there last year um, as their leading scorer. Um, so, I think he's he's ready to kind of step forward. He, he had, he's bouncy, uh, long, good good playmaker. So they, they they've got a really well-rounded um, starting lineup. Roy Lou um, adding athleticism. They don't necessarily. I mean, they've got DeAndre Harper as a post option if you need to throw a bigger body out there. Um, so that that is a team that they they have the pieces to to kind of be in the mix this year and uh, to take a step forward from where they were last year for sure. How about Papio South that has the good backcourt? They get Maul Jaw to transfer over from Millard South. They're not they're a little undersized, but they've they've got some fellas, especially they can go in the backcourt. Yeah. And we saw Reese Kircher and Bryson Ball both play uh extensively start as freshmen. Um so that only benefit them this year. Uh they they both played uh a lot of basketball this summer, both coming off the football field. Hopefully Reese uh can get healthy. Uh I, I know he got hurt during the football season, so Looking, hoping to see him back at full strength, but they've got some good guard play. You've got Devin Jones, kind of the, the glue guy, the um, guy that's going to defend uh, and put some pressure on the rim um, to, to balance out a guy like Ball, who is a knockdown catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, uh, who's really long, too. Um, he's kind of crafty going to the basket around the, on the rim, so they're going to need some, some guys that haven't played a, a lot of minutes to, to step up in the front court, like an Aiden Miller as a senior, They've got some sophomores, uh, Trent Krogman, Jaden Herrera. It'll be interesting to see kind of how um, how that rotation shakes out. Andrew Peterson's another senior that, that's going to play for them. And we talked about Ty Jelinek adding depth in that backcourt yeah. as well this summer. So uh, they've got a lot of pieces. Um, uh, we'll see kind of they don't have uh, – you mentioned Maljal. We'll see how he kind of settles into that rotation, I think, brings uh, something a little different than, than some of their other guys there. So that was a nice pickup for them. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's got a chance to be a good team once again. Uh, let's jump over to B real quick before we get out of here. Um, we talked about Scott. For you, is, it, is, is Platteview next? I, I think so. I mean, without having seen them beyond uh, the summer league where um, it's a little different. Obviously, no game plans. Uh, Connor Milken's a little more free to just go out and do his thing because you don't have – defense's scheme to to make life difficult for him in the same way they will during the regular season but 
he's also had that for four years, so uh, he, he knows how to handle it. And, uh, <laughs> there, there aren't a lot of defenses that Connor Milliken hasn't seen. Yeah, uh, so yeah, definitely there in the mix. I think Bennington, uh, they bring back uh, five of their top eight. Um, th- their starting five should be as solid as any in Class B with Nick Colbert, Trey Bird, Gunnar Lyme, Isaac Connor, Dylan Cassart uh, adding size in, in the middle. Um, Gunner's a guy that I think is a kind of a breakout candidate. He was their sixth man last year. Had a really good summer w- with Supreme. Um, really athletic, bouncy. Um, I think he's a guy going to be going to have a chance to be one of their leading scorers alongside a guy like Trey Bird, who is their leading returning scorer. Almost ten a game last year. Can really shoot the ball and used to winning. Yes, Trey Bird's a winner. Yeah, so those are all football guys. Like literally, basically everybody that plays basketball for them <laughs> played football. So um, we'll see. Maybe they might need some adjustment early in the season as they make that transition from the long football season. Uh, but that, that team's going to be, uh, I think, in the mix uh, by the end of the season for sure. Before I get to what else you want to add into, is, is, is Wahoo your team in C1? I, oh, for sure. I think so. They, um, th- they bring back the most pieces. Now they've got to kind of uh, show that they, they can go. click. Yeah, um, make, kind of figure out how, that, how all those pieces work together. We saw them kind of come up short in, in the postseason last year. Um, some uncharacteristic play down the stretch. You need to be able to avoid that. you got to be able to play your best ball uh, when it matters most. And we haven't seen that yet from them. But just when you look at the roster, obviously Marcus Glock coming back as a centerpiece there. But uh, uh, Benji Nelson is a guy who um, good, I, I good think athletes. has a chance to good have a really good season for them. Um, Cameron Kosicki. Uh, they, they've just got a lot of pieces. Um, I, I don't know that anybody has as many rotation players that have proven that, that they can play at that level in C1. Um, but there's some – like Ashton Greenwood I think will be in the mix. Uh, Auburn, if they can get healthy, they've, they've always – they're Death always – taxes in <laughs> Auburn basketball, yeah, right? They'll be in the mix as well. And I, I, I don't think C1 uh, – they lost a lot in that senior class last year. Like C1 was as – uh, competitive yeah. as any class, the most competitive yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and that's that postseason w- was phenomenal. So they, they lost a lot of pieces from there. I don't think it, it's as deep, um, but that also creates some opportunity for some other teams to rise up, and we'll see what teams those those will be this season. Parting thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to get started here. Uh, we, we've been uh, it's kind of quick uh, switching the, the uh, flipping the switch here quickly. Going no, from no, football. nobody gave us the manual <laughs> on how to shut it down and ramp it back up. <laughs> yeah. But if we if anybody can handle it, we'll take on the task. Yep. Um, so looking forward to uh, seeing some games, seeing some results this weekend, and then uh, kind of reassessing as we finally have some some real data as opposed to just rosters we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, one thing I think you and I, maybe me more than you, will have to manage is some teams getting acclimated to new pieces and without some key pieces. So we kind of have to be patient after the first weekend. Yeah, like I said, holiday tournament should be fun uh, until then, just kind of feeling out few first few weeks, I think. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. He's letting you know how he thinks it's going to go. We're going to ramp up to the holiday tournaments. One of the best in the business. That's my main man, Jacob Padilla. We'll be back next week with Nebraska Preps postgame.